All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric, and joining me this evening, Clint from the Liberty Lockdown Pod. How's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. I, I can't wait to, to talk to you. Yeah, this was uh, pretty awesome. I, I go out there and sometimes I ask for people to be on and then they uh, give me all kinds of excuses why they can't. But he was like, no, man, let's do it. So Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not one of those. I, I really, uh, you know, I started my podcast, uh, Liberty Lockdown, about four months ago during during the lockdown. And yeah, I was about to say, so it was right, right at the beginning, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it was like a month in uh, after I realized that Gavin Newsom was going to make it so that it was basically illegal for me to continue to operate my business. I was like, well, I'm going to start a podcast so I can scream into the abyss about him. And I have found some people in the abyss. So it's really fun. Yeah. That's like that old cliche saying, if you're staring into the abyss, sometimes the abyss stares back. Yes. <laughs> and it looks, and it looks a lot like a, a bunch of angry, uh, anarchists and libertarians. So I, the abyss is not scaring me as much as uh, Gavin Newsom at this point. Yeah, Newsom. Oh my God, what what a character! Uh, uh, a little bit jealous because the man's got a head of hair on him, but uh, just a <laughs> you and me, you and me both, <laughs> right? But just a fucking idiot. Oh my God! And then uh, my favorite is the uh, standing in the uh, about to be burnt down woods, and you know, it's like, well, this was caused by climate change. I was like, eh, you know, in the nineteen thirties. Millions of acres burned in California because it just kind of happens every year. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, that's the that's the funny thing. Uh, as someone who's you know born and raised in San Diego, I've I've witnessed forest fires you know my entire life. You know, like this is not this is not a new thing. Right. But the the media and the politicians are are successfully even even convincing people that have lived here their entire lives that this is like brand new. And I'm like, you guys, I was fucking, I live next to you when, <laughs> when we had the fires in 03, like <laughs> right. it's, it's, un, it's unbelievable. Yeah. There was like, um, I, I think it was uh, Kurt, the libertarian account. He had uh, posted yeah. something about, uh, it's like the national forestry service and they, they have records going all the way back to the 1920s and, uh, they've had fires in the 1930s and forties and everything that were way, way worse than what we have going sure. on today. And, yeah, know, and it's probably because they weren't doing forest management back then, and and then they did, and then it got a little bit better, and then they stopped, and now it's getting worse. And it's the the really infuriating part about it is that it's based off of environmentalist complaints. So yeah. the the environmentalists are preventing us from managing the forest, and then the forest manages themselves, and then we pay the price, and right. we pay the price twofold because both our houses are endangered, but then additionally, our tax dollars are because they're going to you know slowly and then quickly basically bleed us to death here it's it's awful yeah it's a pretty terrible thing uh i think the sierra club is like the number one uh culprit with all of that too because yeah they on one hand will uh decry the global warming and everything and on the other hand they'll go into those areas where like lower income houses have all burnt up and then buy all that land and then turn around oh, and sell Jesus. it for a profit later so well, I hadn't heard that. That's awful if that's true, man. I got to check that out. <laughs> yeah, the Sierra Club has, has is pretty notorious for that kind of thing. They'll just go into an area and buy up whatever land, and then they'll claim, oh, well, we're trying to preserve it for nature. And then wow. uh, after <laughs> you know, after about five, ten years, then they'll sell it. That is evil shit. I, uh, I have a similar story, a uh, quick one. I, I own a house on the lagoon in Carlsbad, which is like a little northern enclave of – San Diego. And right. 
they uh it's it's a man-made lagoon but it was made by man by a weir a weir is just a man-made dam yep um about a hundred and i think 15 years ago yeah and the environmental the environmentalists were asked what they want to do with it and the environmentalists came back with all sorts of reports saying how it needs to be returned to its natural natural state to which i said it's 115 years. It's natural state is fresh water now. You know, like you have right. an entire environment, uh, like uh, an ecosphere of fresh water, birds and wildlife and, and fish and everything else. And sure enough, city, city of Carlsbad voted to, along the lines of their recommendations. That they're going to be opening it up to the ocean and destroying the entire habitat that exists, that has existed for 115 years. It's, it's, I mean, it, head scratchers. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's beyond it's beyond illogical. It's just it's psychotic, and and these are environmentalists. I I just I can't wrap my head around environmentalists wanting to kill off, you know, an entire freshwater ecosystem. It's just it's mind blowing. Right, and uh, how many generations of what frogs, uh, freshwater fish, and everything right there, and it's about uh, to be destroyed for yeah. what vanity <laughs> to say we yeah, did something. I, I, I really don't know. I, I yeah. do not understand their motivation. I mean, there there is one underlying factor that makes me feel like the reason the city voted for it is because they want to expand the uh, the I five the the freeway here. Oh, um, okay. <clears throat> but as far as the environmentalist goes, like they, I, I read the report because my house is here. Like it really impacts me, and they come up with all these conclusions that it's just like it's better to be in its natural state, and they just they never they never even consider for a second that, you know, after a century, it, the natural state has genuinely changed forever, you know? And right. Uh, it's, it's wild. Yeah. That's, Anyways, that's, that's my own little backyard complaint. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> no, I mean, I totally get it. That's, that's, that's just crazy. Uh, <laughs> a few years ago, I worked with a, um, with a firm and we did a, uh, a wetlands project in false river in uh, Point Capi Parish, Louisiana, and we created an island out there. And, uh, you know, today that thing is, you know, doing gangbusters. You know, the crocodiles use it to sun themselves, uh, you know, hatch eggs. There's all kinds of stuff up going on up there. It would be the same thing. The, you know, the environmentalists get a hold of it. It was like, well, you're just going to tear up that island. You know, you can't have it out there anymore. That's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's like they don't even consider the fact that nature actually adapts. <laughs> like, I, I know you can't because you're a socialist, <laughs> but nature will adapt. And after right. a you know certain amount of time, they do. And it's just it's exhausting. Yeah. Uh, go to the U.S. Navy and they have a program where they take old ships and they strip it of the parts they blow it up, and when the ship sinks, coral grows on the ship, and it gives right. fish a sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is not this is not an excuse for us to to just dump whatever we want in the ocean. I'm, I'm right. certainly not saying that, but but it is true. I mean, it's just simply obviously true that nature adapts to pretty much anything you throw at it, with you know obvious rare exceptions. And it, I just I just wish that we could have a more level headed approach to you know, environmentalism. Yeah. And, you know, being in the civil engineering world like myself, uh, I mean, that's pretty much what I do all day is uh, coastal water. And oh, wow. you know, yeah, so a lot so of you stuff, really know. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff is, hey, we're just going to build a flood wall right here so that it's not flooding this business or property. And it's going to be a little bit better for the environment because now we'll have something that's 
seeding the ground so it's not washing away every time a wave comes in. You know, yeah. so you're actually building land. You know, that's kind of a yeah. These uh, socialists, environmentalists, uh, whatever you want to call them, that want to rewild the United States, and that's a search term for everybody out there. Uh, they they go off of emotion for everything. So it's like, well, you know, the earth is bleeding and Gaia is, you know, you're like, come on, calm down. <laughs> Let's use your brain. I, I just don't understand why those people don't kill themselves. Like, and not that I want them to, I'm just saying <laughs> if you're that convinced that, that humanity is destroying nature and, and nature is your priority, I don't understand why you're still breathing. I, it's, it's really bizarre to me. Yeah. And, and they're always the ones that are sharing the, uh, the agent Smith gif of, uh, humans are the virus, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you know, vaccinate yourself, bro. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Please do, do the world a favor. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, of course, I, I don't want Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not advocating for suicide. We're just saying, you know, follow your conclusions to their natural end. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a logical approach to this. You hate people, so why don't you get rid of yourself? I don't know. You are a person, and what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it it's almost like it doesn't uh, it doesn't really hit them the the way that it you know logic and sense and reason and everything would. It's like okay, well, mankind is destroying the environment. Guess what else? Mankind has the ability to improve the environment as well. Exactly. It's kind of what we've done for thousands no. and thousands of years. <laughs> No one ever considers the fact that, you know, they, they always talk about overpopulation and they talk about decreasing the population through whatever, you yeah. know, birth control or whatever, uh, eugenics oftentimes, but <laughs> um, they never they never consider the fact that as the population grows, you have more and more chances of getting that particular Einstein level genius that comes out, the Elon Musk of the world, whoever, that comes up with an invention that actually takes us away from fossil fuels or, or whatever your boogeyman of modern technology is. It's like you guys, you guys are literally advocating to decrease our chances of fixing this. Like if you, if you view it in that way, which is how I view it, it, it just, it makes sense. But you know, they're like, no, no, we got to have one child policy. And if you disagree where we'll put a bullet in your head, I'm like, Oh, okay. You're, <laughs> you're, you're scary. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So uh, on Twitter, I've, pretty much given up trying to argue with those type of people that think only with their adrenal glands and nothing else. <laughs> Cause I mean, I, I can talk circles around them all day long about this kind of stuff and they ain't listening to you because the yep. only thing that they see is themselves in charge of everything. And, uh, yep. <laughs> and if that, you're in the way of that, you're going to get mowed over. Exactly. That, that's why my, my new out with socialists, because those are the only people I really care to debate, like a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter. I'm just like, <laughs> you're you're not a real critical thinking person usually anyway. So I'm just like, right. whatever you want to do, just go ahead, proceed into your cult-like behavior. But the socialists are at least thinking about like how to change these things. So I, I actually sometimes enjoy interacting with them. Very rarely. It's very, very rare. Yeah. Um, but all I ever advocate with them or for with them is that I want to, you know, talk them into secession being the only answer where it's like, Hey, I will give you your fucking enclave. You psychopath. Let me have mine where I value freedom and speech and the second amendment, et cetera. Like just go away and I'll go away. You don't want me here. I don't want you here. This is perfect. Like, can we come to that agreement? And sometimes, yeah. sometimes you can talk them into it. It's rare, but sometimes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've, you know, I've told the other anarchists, I was like, look, I, I don't really care if commies are going to do commie shit with themselves, as long as they're doing it over there and not over here, you know? It's, exactly. It's as long like, as they don't have the power of the state, I'm, I don't fear them at all. But yeah. they always, they always go for the state. And yeah. that's where it gets really shitty. Yeah, always going to, it's always going to get dicey. And yep. it, it's not like it's not uh, a tried experiment. You know, I, we even had a socialist commune over here in the state of Louisiana and it lasted for, you know, a couple of years and guess what happened? Strong man gets in there and, you know, now people aren't uh, getting paid from the company store and everything else and it collapsed. Wait, <laughs> so, where, where was this? Oh, I, I gotta remember. It was, I think it was outside of Leesville, Louisiana. It was a little socialist commune in the 1920s. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And it collapsed because it, that's what happened. I'm, it's one I'm guy. Shocked. Yeah, one guy in charge is not doing the socialism correctly, and there's always somebody else. So yeah, yeah, because he's not doing real socialism. No, it's never been tried. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it, pe- people use that as a as a counter argument to like libertarianism or an- ANCAP uh, utopia discussions. They'll be like, "Well, point to an example where it's been tried," and I, I always say, "Well, it hasn't. It, I mean, we we haven't ever really gotten there." And they they use that as an, as a counter to my argument as if like well if we've never tried that then you can't know that it's good i'm like yeah but i know what's happening now is bad so (laughs) maybe you might want to give it a shot you know maybe give me like a patch of dirt so i could try it myself and you don't have to be here and we can just use me as an experiment use me as a guinea pig and still still often not an acceptable counter argument yeah and really the only thing that's ever come close to a a pure anarchy you know those the uh, the irish tribalism days before the Romans showed up was moderately successful. Everyone kind of stuck to their own family units and they didn't go out trying to plunder other people and they traded yeah. with themselves. Uh, there was an area in Pakistan um, that stayed out of uh, virtually everybody else's affairs. But I think the, uh, the environment over there uh, kind of tore them under because now that's the hottest place on earth uh, and nothing can live there. So it's like one of those type of things. Yeah, and and honestly, any historical uh, attempts at an ANCAP type free society, it it's really hard to. Comp- it's not an apples to apples thing because it's right. like in modern modern days with modern technology, like we really don't know what we could do at this junction. So I, I just want to find out. Are yeah. are you a are you a secessionist type? Uh, I am. I am because uh, yeah. I look at it this way. I was like, okay, I- I'm tired of New Yorkers ragging on the South all the time. New York, stay up there, okay. Yeah. Let the South. Like we don't have, we don't have slaves anymore. You can let us go. Yeah. Let, let us do our, our own little thing. Texas, let, let Texas do its own little thing. Let the West coast do its own little thing. And in fact, yep. I even, uh, came up with like an idea of splitting up the United States into four different sections. That way all four sections have an equal, uh, ground to the, <clears throat> the Midwest, all of the, you know, places where we typically grow food. And, sure. and some people's like, Oh yeah, I could see that. It was like, okay, okay, good. I, I got you at least that far. That's great. Yeah, I, I mean, that, I would like to see more than four, but it, four would be a start. Like, let's yeah, let's four give would it a definitely go. be a good start too. Because yeah, it'd be an amazing start. I I just want any any step in the direction of us, you know, taking the the knives away from each other's throats. Like, it's it's getting to such a fever pitch in terms of um, dialogue. I don't, I don't even know if you should call it dialogue, but um, you, you know, mean shouting at each other. Like, yeah, exactly. There's, <laughs> there's no capacity for a meeting of the minds with these people. It's like, I, 
yeah, socialists, I can get along with you if you don't want the state. But if if you want the state, you know, if you're like, that's why the leftist libertarian people drive me so fucking crazy because <laughs> I don't I, I just can't. I can't understand them. Like I, I literally can't even wrap my head around it. And I know Michael Malice always talks about how anarchists from their uh, origin were, were leftists. Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get that. But they were also, they wanted to have no government. The, the modern left libertarian still wants a government. And if that's the case, then you're a commie. Like I, <laughs> I can't have you be a leftist and want the government. Like you can be an anarchist leftist, if you want to just commune it up and leave me the fuck alone, that's great. Right. But there's so few of them. Yeah. I was at the uh, 2018 National Convention when the uh, whole Libertarian Socialist Caucus thing was going around. Oh, my God. Yeah. And running into a few of these guys in the in the elevator and, uh, you know, kind of looking over on their phone and everything while they didn't think I was paying attention. And <laughs> they're talking to somebody from DSA, the Democratic oh. Socialist of America. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and they're all talking about, yeah, you know, they're just not letting us get in there, and we can't really do anything, because, you know, they have their bylaws and their rules and stuff. <laughs> they have their bylaws where they don't want us to kill landowners, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and they keep misgendering me, and... <laughs> <laughs> they're not respecting my pronouns at all. <laughs> it's so, it's yeah. so funny, so funny, and... Did you ever see that little video clip of the of the DSA like convention or whatever? And oh then, yes, yeah. I, yeah, it was legendary. <laughs> I was just saying that. Look, I was like, uh, you people with the uh, with the gender pronouns in your in your profile, uh, you're going to be the first ones lined up on the wall because uh, you, you're taking too much Western indulgences with the whole homo thing. So you might want to <laughs> look into the history of communism just a little bit. Yeah. They're- they're not exactly kind to the trans community. I don't know if you're aware of that, but yeah, that's the funny part. How how some somehow the left has co-opted the uh, the acceptance culture of just you know a big open arms uh, net to catch anybody who's I don't know a minority in in society. It's like guys, you don't uh, just open one history, but please God, just learn learn where this path leads for you and your your people. It's it's not pretty. Yeah. My my other favorite was uh showing them the pictures of uh Che Guevara killing the lesbian couple, you know. Yes, exactly. And I was like these were lesbians. I was like no, they were uh, traitors to the cause. I was like yeah, but they were lesbians. <laughs> that that was the commit the, that was the treasonous act that they committed. <laughs> yeah, your your minority class uh goes away as soon as you, you know, don't give up your property. So. Yeah. And good I, good I luck. Would, would like to add they were shot and then fed to crocodiles. So, oh, Jesus. you know, cause the crocodiles get to eat. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's nothing better than a woke warrior wearing a Che Guevara shirt. You're like, oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You just look at him and you're like, Oh <laughs> man. It's I like, realize he's a handsome dude, but come on. Yeah. Like go down to uh little Havana in uh, Miami and uh, wear a Che Guevara t-shirt and see how long you last with some of those old guys. <laughs> Yeah, because like most of them are like were alive while that guy was running around, and they don't have very kind things to say to him. So, yeah, the him or Castro. Yeah, and I, I feel like a few decades from now, people will be wearing Gavin Newsom on their shirt, and I'll just fucking <laughs> flip out on him. <laughs> I was like, you don't understand, little whippersnapper. That dude, that dude's gonna run for president. Like, I feel it in my bones. Oh, and he'll win because he's got like a 19 inch uh, part in his hair. So it's a. Uh... Yeah, he's uh, he's a real handsome tyrant. I, I do not look forward to it. 
Hey, Clint, it's time for an obscene profit break. Obscene in the fact that I don't really make any profit in it. And we're back. Yeah, I've I'm actually I'm actually trying to move to Puerto Rico because I, I got to get the fuck out of here. But there <laughs> now, if Biden's if Biden gets elected, he's talking about turning Puerto Rico into a state, in which yeah. case I'm yeah, there, again. So, yeah, there goes any kind of uh, federal income tax uh, shield you were thinking about there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the cool thing is that when you move there uh, under Act 60, you sign a 15 year contract. So I, theoretically, if that contract holds, I even if it becomes a state, I would still get the special expat you know, or not expat, but whatever yeah. uh, tax treatment for until like 2035. So I don't know. It's, I'm going to have to talk to my attorney. Yeah. We can always ask the, uh, the Chiricahua, how uh, government contracts work, but, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm not, not familiar with that one. Oh, uh, Chiricahua Indians, uh, the Apache, you know, it's like, uh, oh, yeah, they signed gotcha. a treaty, they, they signed a treaty and then the government immediately went back on it. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't work out so well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. But uh, my hope is that because there's a lot richer people than me that have already moved to Puerto Rico, that hopefully they've, uh, they've lobbied enough that we'll still get a, a loophole. But yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not banking on it. We'll see. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of times I have to catch my uh, pessimism because uh, I just get like really like down in the dumps with it. Oh so, yeah, believe yeah. me, I, I I flip between black and gray pilled. I'm I'm very rarely white. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's a it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing because it was like so, okay, history has all taught us that this isn't going to go well, but maybe 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 some rich folks have. Uh, sent a whole bunch of uh, weasels up to Washington and got in the ear of a congressman or a senator or two, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, there's legit billionaires that have moved there, so I have to believe that they have some political pull, but they're, all, they're also, you know, libertarian-leaning folks, so yeah, who knows? You know, maybe they don't have any political pull. I really don't know. I'll yeah. find out the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> well, Me and Peter Schiff will meet in prison. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've often uh, joked that, uh, yeah, well, I'll be in the FEMA camp one day. Uh, hopefully I'm there uh, telling jokes as morale support for everybody else. You know, <laughs> Exactly. I'll be, I'll be running the black market. <laughs> and then uh, we'll just have to redo uh, The Great Escape. You know, who's going to be Big X? And we'll have to have like that little network of whenever the Stooges are around, we're all knocking with uh, pipes and everything. <laughs> I, I really don't think that the ANCAPs uh, end up in FEMA camps. I, I just don't see us laying down our arms and ever being taken away. But I, I could be sadly disappointed. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, we may be taken, but probably going to go through a hospital first, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I might end up in a FEMA camp, but I won't end there without bullet holes in me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, I wrote a short story uh, that I never published anywhere. It was about a... Um, uh, a resistance leader getting captured and uh, the powers that should not be had this device that would uh, not let you die because uh, the extreme punishment was your soul couldn't go to heaven. And so they just kept this guy around forever. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> don't, don't give him ideas, man. I know. I was like, should I hit publish on this? I was like, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> if they're not working on it, they're like, Hmm, could we maybe, I don't know. Can't believe we're recording this during the VP debate. I mean, we're missing such great material. <laughs> yeah, missing it, maybe not. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's pure sarcasm. I'm, yeah, yeah, of course. Mike Pence has never said a single fucking word I found interesting, and Kamala just makes me want to tear out my eyeballs. So, I don't know. 
I, I I did record it. I might watch it later, but only for Twitter screaming material. Yeah, for the uh, the shits and giggles, of course. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing that Mike Pence could say that I would never immediately fall asleep. I want to fall asleep just looking at that guy's face. <laughs> he, he is the the pinnacle of like uh, Christian conservatism in terms of appearance. You're just like that. That's a yeah. You see him. You see him just walking down the street. You're like Christian conservative. I see you coming a mile away, buddy. Yeah, yeah. He's the type who definitely definitely has the uh, the cross on his uh, business cards. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Motherfucker doesn't eat with. He doesn't have any interaction with another woman and himself. None. None. That's yeah. Amazing. Either his wife is a total psychopath, or he is. He has way too much confidence in his his own ability to pick up women that he's like, I cannot be around them. They will throw themselves at me. I mean, or or he's got Biden syndrome where he'll just grope them the second they're alone together. Uh, he's like, oh, you're t- you're tempting me, you devil. Let me get over <laughs> here and sniff the back of your neck. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it's it's either that or he's going to do like a Joel Osteen thing. So as soon as he gets done giving a speech and, you know, he high fives the uh, the staffer behind her. It's like, that's how you get it done, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Kamala Harris, who literally slept her way to the top. Uh, just it's just awful. Just I was watching like a little bit of the news. Uh, you know, it's like, well, they need to bring up this point and this point. And of course, it's everything that the media wants them to bring up. I think that's the most respectable thing about her is that she slept her way to the top. If otherwise, <laughs> off, off of her merit, she just imprisoned people aggressively. It's like she's a disaster. Yeah. I can't believe that they picked Biden and Kamala Harris, like the two <laughs> pinnacles of the war on drugs and the over imprisonment system. And they're just like, yeah, Black Lives Matter is, you know, tearing up the country right now. Let's let's have these two as our figurehead <laughs> for this moment. It Are they trying to lose? I've asked this from other people. Like, I, I can't tell. It can't. This can't possibly be what they actually think is the best ticket, is it? Yeah. If it's not a total lack of self awareness, uh, then they are definitely trying to throw it. Or, or do they just they just think so little of their voters that they're like the media will tell them <laughs> that they're good, even though that their record is the absolute antithesis yeah. of everything that they stand for. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, that's a tough one because as soon as I heard, it was like, okay, well, it's going to be Biden, and then he's going to pick Kamala Harris. So I was like, wait, the guy who wrote the '94 crime bill, the you know, the whole three strikes, uh, and then Kamala Harris, a literal cop. I, I, I don't get this. <laughs> yep, cop and a DA. So she was really responsible for putting people behind bars. I, I have a, I have a left leaning libertarian friend. Uh, so I use the friend word lightly because he and I are at odds so often. But he he said today that he would prefer Biden over Trump, and I can't really wrap my head around that one. Do you do you have any? I mean, I and for the record, I do not like Trump, and I'm not an advocate for his right. whatsoever. Yeah. But I just don't know how anyone could say that Biden. If you're a libertarian leaning person, how how you could say that the guy who's calling for national mask mandates and everything else in his record the war on drugs and the actual wars and the war on terror and the NSA, TSA, everything. Yeah. It's like, how, how, how is he better? I, do, I just, I can't possibly see it. Yeah. You can't see it because it's not there. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. No, no, you're not crazy. Uh, that guy's crazy. It, I, as, yeah. <laughs> well, it makes me feel crazy because he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm probably going to vote for Joe, but uh, like Jorgensen. Yeah. Uh, but 
you know, I'd still rather have Biden than Trump. And I just, fuck, I can't wrap my head around it. It's really, it's really tough, but I can't talk to him about it because every time we talk, we yell at each other. So yeah, of course. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Predictable. Yeah, I think the only thing that can explain that is just uh, Trump derangement syndrome on that one. It's just, that makes yeah. me crazy. He's got, you know, bad spray tan and he says curse words. Yeah. <laughs> he he was actually a pretty hard believer on the Russian collusion thing, which uh, despite all evidence that oh. I tried to provide to him, I could not dissuade him. <laughs> he was just like, Russia is super dangerous. And he, yeah, he is, you know, in, in their pocket. And I'm just like, wow, I just, I don't see that at all, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I shut that down with, uh, with, a, with, a, with a friend <laughs> in quotes. I was like, oh yes. yeah, the Russia, Russia, Russia. And I was like, okay, Joe McCarthy. It's totally different. I was like, is it? Well, it is different. Russia is actually no longer a threat, whereas they used to be when Joe McCarthy was talking about it. Uh, it's fucking crazy to me. Yeah. I, like again and again, I, I not a not a fan of Trump, but he's right when he when he pivots to China when people talk about Russia. Like China is obviously a bigger threat to us if you're going to view any foreign country as a threat. Right. I don't I don't see Russia as a viable threat to our you know imperialist hegemony so i don't understand it i really it just seems like they they buy the media lies and the media has lied so aggressively for so many years that it's genuinely convinced people yeah it's the other crazy thing about that is uh democrats excel at this uh, of i'm going to shout from the top of a mountain all of the things that i'm doing but i'm going to project it onto you so in the case Mm -hmm. of the russian collusion we found out that Hillary Clinton was actually involved with getting secret info from a from a foreign agent, uh, yep. you know, and Joe Biden. Yeah. And Joe Biden with his son taking a whole bunch of money from Burisma and, you know, a Russian oligarchs and everything else. So it's it's like, but that damn that damn Trump. He's, but it, but it actually puppet. sticks. Yeah, it actually sticks to Trump, whereas they like Biden was asked about it during the first debate and he just goes. Uh, that's been totally discredited. And Chris Wallace, a fucking reporter, yeah. says nothing. He just goes, okay, it's been discredited. <laughs> Forget my question, sir. I'm so sorry I asked. <laughs> yeah, good old Chris Chris Wallace. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, Biden, it's uh, now my turn to start debating Trump. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to be the moderator. Oh, you know what I heard? And I don't know if this is true, but I heard that he was uh, like an apprentice in Biden's uh, office back in the day. Did you hear that? Uh, that actually may be true. Uh, probably back in the 1980s, like 70s, 70s yeah, 70s or 80s. or 80s. Yeah. Something like that blew my mind. I was like, wow, that, cause he's a Fox news guy. So he got to have, you know, have the cover of being the conservative pundit, but he's actually yeah in Biden's, you know, pocket. It's no, he's a, he's a New York conservative, which really means, you know, <laughs> Democrat. Yeah. yeah. Which means that he should get along with Trump because <laughs> he's a Democrat too. Right. Yeah, I was uh, making the joke right after he got elected and started doing the bump stock ban and everything else. I was like, so uh, how's that uh, voting for LBJ with a bad spray tan working out for some of you conservatives out there? <laughs> yeah, he's he's been worse on, on Second Amendment than Biden or uh, Obama was. So, yeah, I, I have no I have no horse in this race, but um, I actually because I have no horse in this race, I'm in California. My vote doesn't matter, you know, but right. I put I put it out on Twitter today that you know true democracy i'm letting a twitter poll decide how i vote and i said that uh, you can either pick trump or you can pick joe jorgensen you can't pick biden because i love black people too much and right. no one no one has given me any pushback on not having biden on that poll it's hysterical 
Yeah, I can I can imagine that uh, somewhere in socialist Twitter, somebody read it and was like, you know what? I'm just not going to respond. <laughs> well, it's like 50-50 between Jorgensen and Trump right now. And I, and I have almost exclusively libertarian and ANCAP uh, you know, followers, and it's still 50-50. That, that just goes to show how poor the Jorgensen campaign has uh, found common cause with the, the more fringe elements of our movement. And I, I really, honestly, I wish I could get her or spike on my show so i could i could try and get to the bottom of their actual philosophy as opposed to some of their social media missteps because i know that I, whenever oh, i hear jorgensen yeah. speak for the most part i'm a i'm a pretty big fan spike less so um he he seems to be more of the left libertarian type but i actually like jorgensen it, it just seems like they put some fucking you know apprentice or volunteer in charge of their social media and it backfired yeah, well, yeah, that's actually the case. There, there is uh, a lefty libertarian type that's in charge of her uh, social media account. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I heard that, but I think we're mutuals, and I, I follow her and I like her. But damn, if she, if she's actually responsible for the the BLM hashtags and the you got to be actively anti racist shit, it's like, wow, what a mistake. Yeah, it's read the room. Yeah, there's a. As far as the culture war stuff that, yeah, libertarians need to stay away from that topic altogether. Just uh, bring it back to look at all the wars that we're involved in. Look at the war on drugs. It's failed and the plant won. But, uh, you know, can't can't do that. I, I actually I actually disagree a little bit. I think that that we have the best argument in the culture war is to say that we have been advocating against the war on drugs and the, you know, over imprisonment and harsh, harsh drug laws, criminal laws, everything. And these people are pandering to you, but we we have meant this forever. So, like, why not give us a serious look? I I, I agree with you. Like, we shouldn't get too deep into the culture war. But right. in terms of running on our record of what we believe in, I think that it really sells well to the Black Lives Matter people. So I don't understand why you wouldn't go that route of like, hey, these people are full of shit. We're not. We have evidence of it. Check us out. But they didn't go that route. They're just like, we're going to say the words. We're going to say the magic words you demand of us. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. It's um, it's one thing. It's like, look, we've been screaming about this since 1971. Uh, we told you about over-policing. We told you about the drug war. We've we've been right this whole time. You know, yep. uh, I, I've made the little joke where, you know, I'll put the picture of uh, Jay-Z up there and I was... The, and the uh, the quote is, "I've got ninety nine problems, and the state caused all of them." So it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. I mean, I've got a few other problems, but they're they're of my own creation. The the rest right. are all the state. <laughs> yeah, uh, problems one hundred and one hundred and one. Those are interpersonal problems, and I, I swear I'm working on them. And <laughs> <laughs> that's my anxiety disorder and my unwillingness to you know stop eating terrible food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes you know you walk by the Pringles, and it's like, ooh, pizza flavor. <laughs> yeah for me it's uh it's uh almonds that have the uh have the seasonings on them because then i'm like oh everything bagel almonds oh, surely these sounds- can't be bad <laughs> that, that sounds awesome honestly if it weren't for the flavoring almonds are pretty good for you but i i'm i'm like keto diet all the time so right that, i think that that would fly but then the seasoning stuff would almost certainly knock me out of ketosis so Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the no sugar, no grains guy. And, uh, which is like keto ish, I guess. So it's a, you look on back at some of those and, you know, usually like third or fourth ingredient dextrose, you know, it's a sugar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Do you do you do it for dietary purposes, like just to stay in shape, or do you do it for other reasons? Uh, originally it's because I was almost 400 pounds. I was like, uh, every time I stepped Damn, on the, son. yeah, was, every time I stepped on the scale, it said E for a long time. And well, well, good for you, man. So I was like, okay, I got to do something here. And then I found out I had uh, Hashimoto's. So it's going to make, uh, you know, exercise and weight loss that much more difficult. And, oh, uh, so I discovered, uh, this, uh, this crazy, uh, Cajun guy called Vinny Tortorich, uh, who used to live out there in, uh, uh, Los Angeles and now has moved over to Virginia. So, um, but he was like saying, look, you just cut out all of the garbage, uh, sugar, grains, potatoes, anything that comes in a box or in a bottle, just don't eat it, eat real food and you'll lose weight. So I started doing it in 2016 and the first couple of months, I think I lost like 40 pounds, like right up top. And then wow. just been steadily going down. And like now I'm, you know, about 110 off from where I was. So. God damn, man. Good yeah. for you. That's awesome. Yeah. In the, uh, in the, uh, the DM, uh, I'll, I'll share a picture of what I looked like back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you can see. Yeah. So see the before and after. Well, that, that's great, man. I, I think I got after like 10 years ago, maybe longer, maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> I got up to 235 and that was I'm six one, so for me that was really heavy. Yeah, I'm six and, one too. So two thirty five, you're, you're starting to look a little <laughs> little chunky there. So yeah, yeah, you, you get heavy there. Um, yeah. I'm down to two ten now. My my peak weight, I got down to one ninety, but then I uh, got in a relationship, and you get you get comfortable and lazy. So yeah. now we she just broke up with me, so now I get to get back in shape. <laughs> oh, 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 good. So you got like post relationship rage pounds to lose. So there you go, dude. That's that's what I do, man. <laughs> uh, anytime anytime I break up with a girl, I end up in the best shape of my life. So. That's the one one positive of having your heart broken is you go ham in the gym. <laughs> uh, yeah, just take whatever aggression that you had out just on the uh, on the dumbbells itself. It's like I do, man. I do. It's it's really it's probably unhealthy, but I figure like it's the most healthy of my unhealthy options. Like some people drink, some people you know eat their sorrows away. I just go fucking crazy at the gym. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. You just get out there and get in the squat rack, and it's like, and I can't believe this bitch said that. <laughs> yeah, she never told her family about me, <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> never yep. told her family about you, Jesus. <laughs> she never did, dude. We did it for almost three years. Three? No, no way. Just I swear to I swear to God. <laughs> oh, that that hurts. And, and, that hurts me. I'm not even involved, and that hurts me. <laughs> And oh, you you want it to be even crazier? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an embarrassment. I'm like really successful. Yeah, and like <laughs> it's it's one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced in my life. She just kept saying that uh, our relationship isn't in a place where she feels comfortable, you know, telling them. And I just kept saying, "Well, I don't feel comfortable in this structure." Um, right. So I don't know how I can like treat you right long enough for you to feel comfortable enough to tell your family. So it was a total chicken, the egg scenario and it lasted for fucking years. And I was like, all right, yep, it's over. Yeah. What else aren't you telling me at this point? Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I started to think. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I may uh, never find out, but you know what, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got uh real estate banking knowledge, you know, yeah. very stable, mentally secure and, well, I don't know about the stable mentally, but I am yeah. like, I'm 38 years old and I'm basically retired. So if that's not appealing 
you know, right. enough to tell your family about me. I don't know what is, uh, you know, I speak well, I'm eloquent, I'm kind. I'm like, I'm, I, I present myself professionally. I wouldn't use the N word in front of your father, you know, like I'm, I'm a good guy. Come on. Right. It just never worked. That's, that's just crazy. Uh, I've got nothing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> This was just a good therapy session. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to say it out loud. And uh, that was just definitely one of those times. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Probably. all of my uh, previous relationship have all ended in like flames and, you know, crying and people's feelings getting hurt. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I'm I'm not that type. I don't know why I always end up being friends with them after this may be a, a different scenario given the potential for deception. <laughs> yeah. The circumstances. Yeah, it's like I've ended a relationship. I was like, uh, "Oh, what do you mean you're married?" <laughs> Wait, you, you were dating a girl that you found out was married? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, she just like outed it herself, and she's like, "Yeah, I think I've thought it over, and I'm definitely gonna leave my husband for you." I'm like, "Wait, hold on, back up the fucking truck." Whoa. <laughs> Red flag alert. Yeah, I was like, uh, "Yeah, this this is over." Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, and then you know, then it descends into shouting matches. I was like, well, you never asked. I was like, I didn't think I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Dating married chicks is the best because then they 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 take all of their baggage and anger out on their husbands, and then they just come to you for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a really shitty thing to say, but I stand by it. <laughs> you cad. <laughs> <laughs> just to use old like old nineteen forty speak. It's just... <laughs> Her husband may look like a rube, but uh, I'm a I'm a cad, so whatever. Yeah, damn it! If I don't look good in a suit, baby, um, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> oh man, well, it's uh, we'll just leave it off right there with the with the uh, single therapy session going on right there. Uh, Clint, go ahead and give <laughs> us all your plugs. Yeah, uh, on Twitter I'm at Liberty Lock Pod, and if you want to listen to more of my rants and uh, relationship trauma. <laughs> it is Liberty Lockdown Podcast. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Just fucking search for it. You'll find it. Liberty Lockdown. Yeah. It's great. He's a great follow. Uh, definitely do that on Twitter. Uh, not a overweight, rotund woman in a bikini. Uh, <laughs> sadly, we <laughs> no, were all dude, hoping. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I have I have a uh, an operation later this year and hopefully I can become that for you. Oh, okay. Good. Good. You're in transition. <laughs> I, I guess I should have been calling you ma'am this whole time. It's ma'am. It's I will not, uh, I will not be, I will not be changing my pronouns. So you're safe. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, all right, Clint, we'll take it easy, man. We'll uh, catch you around the old timeline. Okay. Appreciate you. All right. See you. All right. And there he goes, folks. Clint from Liberty lockdown pod. Such a great guest. That was really fun. Uh, love talking to that guy. Uh, anyways, you can uh, head down to the show notes and uh, check out where you can find him on Twitter and uh, his website and uh, podcast and everything else going on there. And you can also find my website and all of the links to uh, support this show as well, because I've got the uh, the Patreon, the subscribe star, the float, cash app, PayPal. It's all up in there. Oh, by the way, if you are listening to it this deep into the show, uh, I've checked the ratings and reviews on iTunes and I see eight. It's been eight for a long time. If you could do me a solid, go through there, give me a rating and review. And that way the show will get in front of new eyeballs and into new ear holes. That's what I'm looking for here. Uh, 
Anyways, guys, take it easy, and we'll come at you next time with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Out. Hey, Rebel, that guy said he's retired at 38. You're 41, buddy. <sighs> Fuck you, Harry. <laughs>